0: Hello and welcome to level 54 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. Welcome back. Good to have you here. Before I kick off this level of the show, I just wanna say a big congratulations to Pete and Andy of Race for Good, which I mentioned back in level 52 of Three Extra Lives. They were raising money for Special Effect UK with a weekend of Sonic game racing and they had a target of 700 pounds. They raised over 3,000 pounds for Special Effect in that charity event this year. Absolutely incredible. It was an amazing experience. There was many highs, many moments of absolute disbelief with people's generosity. We even had Sega come in there as well and invite Pete and Andy to their headquarters after this whole pandemic stuff passes. So what an amazing achievement. Congratulations to you both. Absolutely. So very, very proud of what you've achieved there and looking forward to next year to see how you topple that. It's going to happen. Anyway, with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Some sad news to start off this level of three extra lives as the actor Ian Holm, who best known for his portrayal of Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings trilogy sadly passed away in June. This was a very impactful moment for many of course and I want to take this opportunity to acknowledge the tributes paid to Sir Ian Holm in Lord of the Rings Online which had a few in-game events to mark the passing of Ian Holm. It's always incredible to see how video game communities can come together within their worlds when something happens in the real world which is connected to perhaps the franchise or the game itself. And on the server of Evernight in Lord of the Rings Online, there was a gathering around the non-player character of Bilbo Baggins who resides in the Hall of Fire and about 300 people gathered there and they walked to Rivendell on a moment's notice to pay their respects to Sir Ian Home. And probably the most touching tribute I saw within Lord of the Rings Online was on the Laurelin server where players marched towards the Shire they let off fireworks and they also then sat down within a dwelling in Bag End and there was a dwarven minstrel there playing an instrument because in, in Lord of the Rings Online you can actually acquire musical instruments and you can play them with the keys on your keyboard and you can play full songs out there, and there was a Dwarven minstrel player sitting there with an audience playing a version of Enya's Only Time. And it's it's hard to actually watch that and not feel very very emotional to see that. It's such a beautiful song, and obviously Enya is connected to the Lord of the Rings world from being part of the official soundtrack from the movies as well. And it all in all, a very touching very emotional tribute to Ian Holm, who played Bilbo Baggins. It's really warming to see in an online world that something like this can unite people, and you know, you, you play online games, you see how that evolves sometimes with just the negative side of that, but when something like this happens and people come together and truly show that respect for somebody, you know, it, it gives you hope. It gives you hope in the in the online world that, you know, it, it's not always bad, it's not always people trolling or being abusive or making fun of somebody because they're not as good as them or they don't have as good of equipment in the game but this kind of just brings it back to we're all on the same level here, we're all humans, we all live we all die sadly and it just is very humbling to see such respect being played out in an online MMO and this, this just happened across various servers on lord of the rings online and again just such a touching tribute to a fantastic actor who is no longer with us but the memories that they gave through their performances and through the community will live on forever in our hearts it's trivia time so we were talking about lord of the rings and i'm gonna give you a lord of the rings Video game trivia question. Here we go. Complete the title of this 2014 Lord of the Rings video game. Middle Earth, Shadow of Gondor. Rohan, Mordor. The correct answer is Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Did you get that one right? If you did, Give yourself an extra life. You might have heard of a game released in June 2020 known as The Last of Us Part 2. Now, I'm not going to be talking about that game specifically from a story side or anything like that. But I just wanted to acknowledge the work that has been done in this game to make it one of the most accessible games ever. Now, this game has over 60 settings to make the game more accessible for gamers from accessibility presets to alternate controls. There is also magnification and visual aids, settings in there to help with motion sickness, and also set more settings in there to help with navigation of the terrain. And one of the big things that I've seen in this game as well, as I was tuning in to a Twitch streamer called Super Blind Man, and They acted as a a blind accessibility consultant on this game, which is really incredible. They were playing through the game as a blind gamer and some of the things I noticed and being somebody that isn't visually impaired or has no issues picking up a controller and playing a game, that never even comes into it for me. Seeing the, for example, when they were picking up items that there was a text to speech saying how how many items they had picked up or what they had picked up. There was also audio clues for how to navigate a, a building or where there was a door or where they could move. And to me it was really fascinating to see how much that allows blind gamers to go into a game like this and be able to play the game. And that's it, just being able to, to do that and being able to enjoy that and there is also features in here to help with combat accessibility as well because it's not just moving around there's parts of this game where you have to eliminate enemies and the example that was given in this blog over at playstation.com was to enable a slow motion while aiming which gives you more time to aim during combat for example and the just the list of features that are in this game is is incredible. You can also set it that you're invisible to enemies while prone and not aiming and that allows a bit more patience and a bit more time for players that need to set that up before they go into combat and it truly is so in depth the, the features here including the HUD as well for deaf or hard of hearing players if uh, they need to play with low or no volume, they may not be able to access gameplay information that's represented only through audio. So what Naughty Dog did, the developer of The Last of Us 2, is they provide several options to display this information visually, and also awareness indicators allow them to determine when you're being spotted in stealth, and can also set to persist during combat, pointing in the direction of high enemy threats. Of course there's a feature that's in many games, uh, subtitles, which I even use myself as somebody that just enjoys being able to read what's being said, as sometimes you, know, you don't always catch what everyone's saying. I feel I always find it easier to digest when I'm watching subtitles, but this also goes into more depth of the names of the speaker, also being able to put unique colors on who is saying what. and. It goes into an even deeper layer of being able to tweak the difficulty of the player, the enemies, resources, how stealth is perceived from your enemies, and the length of grace period before enemies will spot you. There is over 60 accessibility features for this game that you can customize to meet your playstyle and to meet your even your entry of being able to access this game as well and I know that Naughty Dog have worked with consultants for these features to make the game one of the most accessible games out there right now and it really is incredible to see I mean we want to be in a place where everyone can can game everyone can have access to the video games that we know and love and we are at a stage where there's a lot of games majority of games out there that, that aren't accessible to everyone and I think with the likes of The Last of Us 2 coming out, a big title, very big title, obviously that brings awareness to this as well and I think even just learning about these features and how they can help gamers is really beneficial to everyone to to know that as well when we have new developers coming through and making games that they can be accessible to as many people as possible, that's really what we want in this world. And I mean, I'm just speaking as somebody that doesn't develop games and how difficult that can be. But we've seen it with the likes of subtitles and motion sickness and colorblind, like that's features that back in your Mega Drive days, for example, you, knew you wouldn't have seen something like that. But as we have evolved with gaming. Those are features that are really common now that you, it's something that I usually see in settings for games. Maybe not as much as we want to and again I'm speaking from somebody from a position that this doesn't hinder my gaming experience in any way so I'm not actively looking for those settings but it makes me want to pay note and understand that these features help more people play games and enjoy games. So congratulations Naughty Dog, I know it's been a massive success for The Last of Us 2 regardless of that, but I think this is really great news for accessibility within games that this game is doing so well and that these features are there too. So keep going and let's have more people being able to play video games. It's trivia time. So I was talking about The Last of Us and here we go with a Last of Us question, multiple choice. The opening sequence of The Last of Us takes place in which U.S. state? Is it Washington, Texas, or Florida? The correct answer is Texas. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, this one is a little bit different. I'm talking to you about an emulator which appeared on Steam and it's called 3D Sen PC. Now, what is this emulator? You might say, why am I talking about an emulator? Because you can download those for free and you can use your ROMs to play classic games from the past. Well, 3D Sen PC is a little bit different because it breathes new life into your favorite NES games by magically converting them into 3D and letting you play them in real time. Yeah! You know, have you ever wanted to play Super Mario 3 in 3D? Well now you can! Now you can with this emulator. Now this emulator isn't free, but it's it's under £10. It's currently full priced at £7.19, which, you know, that's under 10 quid. It's pretty cheap. And this emulator lets you play both classic and modern homebrew titles in full 3D and there's also a VR version of this emulator as well. And while the trailer on Steam can't show you some of the classic Nintendo titles being played under this, I have seen footage of Super Mario and it's just mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing that these games from the late 80s are now fully 3D titles and they look almost like it's been remastered and you can enjoy classic games in the past in just a slightly different way. I mean, the gameplay is still going to be relatively the same, but it's going to be set in that 3D environment, which gives you a totally different visual perspective of the classic games that we know and love from that era. So you can play these games, you can rotate the camera, you can get different perspectives on the view of your game as well. You're not just seeing that from a 2D viewpoint and it's just really interesting to see this created and to see these classic titles with these new viewpoints and being able to play it in 3d it's absolutely fascinating i am definitely going to be picking this up i definitely want to try out some of the Vetro classics and experience them in 3d because why not why not get a, a fresh view a fresh perspective on those classics so go check out if you're interested in emulation at all give this one a look because I think it's going to be pretty popular now in the emulation space. And it is very interesting to see an emulator just on Steam itself. This is not a game. You will have to acquire the ROMs as well, or maybe you have your own ROMs to play this emulator on. And the developer has been working on this since 2015, so a five year project and it's still in early access. But it's planning to be released in a full state in late 2020 this year and some of the future features potentially for this game are first person view different render methods and also more games being supported in the 3d mode so the developers working hard on this listening to the community the emulation community i know that's a very big thing and also people making their homebrew games to run on the likes of a nes emulator and I just thought it was really fascinating to see a project like this come through on Steam. And who knows what this means for the future of emulation as well. Are we going to see other consoles from the past get this sort of treatment as well to replay classic games in a slightly different way? Who knows? But that is 3D Sen PC developed by Geo Studio. Go give it a look, ski. It's trivia time. So here we go with this question inspired by playing your classic games in 3D. 3D Monster Maze was the first ever game released on a commercial games machine that was in 3D. It was developed by Malcolm Evans for the Sinclair 7x81 platform. But in which year? Was it 1969, 1975, or 1981? The correct answer is 1981. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of the show again. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at 3 Extra Lives. Always love to hear how you're doing on the trivia. As always, you can email the show, podcast at 3 if you've got any feedback, any recommendations, feel good stories, Hit me up over there, podcast at 3extralifes.com. And as always, as well, you can find everything I've mentioned on this level over at 3extralifes.com, show notes. So you don't have to go searching for anything I've mentioned. There'll be links there, which you can clickety-click on, 3extralifes.com. And with that, we have reached the end of this level. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And... That's it, we're done. I will see you all in level 55! by Dragon Powered Studio Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com